Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and moi, Susie Mazzoli. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, April the 3rd. This is week 14 of 2023. And then I will be back with our meditation. Of course, as always, we invite you to, if you can, please make a donation to support us and help keep our program going every week. Uh, We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Pam. And off we go. Here we go. We're in April. Wow. Okay. A lot going on. Are we still feeling the juice of that Pluto and Aquarius? All right. A lot has happened in the past couple of weeks and most likely will continue to, but we are here for the ride. Absolutely. And as we do that, on April 3rd, Monday, the moon is in the sign of Virgo, and actually it's in Virgo all day. And the times I give are Eastern times. So if you're not in that time zone, you just need to do a little adjustment. And as we look at April 3rd, uh, we're looking at a time when that Virgo moon is working towards transformation and to get us to a point of what is it I want to fix? What am I working with? What's my project? What is it I want to make better, do better? Uh, We may be doing things that have to do with our physical body, our routines, um, better ecology. All these things are huge themes with uh, when the moon is in the sign of Virgo, uh, health issues, uh, perfection, like making things as good as it can be. The the piece that's important to realize over the next uh, day and, and change is that it's elusive. We're going to feel as though we're missing something. It's just not clicking into perfect place or there's uh, there's information or a piece we can't quite solve or know what the the right combination is. And instead of letting that dog you, I think the antidote is to just recognize there's this sense of there's something more there's something I can't quite put my hands around right now and so the wisdom is well do the best you can with what you have in front of you and if you're feeling like there's there's still some loose ends or it's not coming together in the way you would totally like then if possible leave an opening for that to come together we're heading The full moon happens in a day and change. 
And so as we travel through that arc, there is potential to kind of let things fall into place, but also to recognize what the full moon is really about. It's not so much about, oh, I've completed the task, I'm done with the goal, although that might be the case with certain things that we've taken on. But it's also about how did I integrate the energy, the disparate energy that is so rampant when we deal with polarities, things that seem to be opposite one another. And when the full moon happens in the sign of Libra, of course, what's going on is the sun is in the sign of Aries. And that sun is lighting up that full moon in Libra. And so what we're getting with that energy is we're getting a, a validation that each person's voice is integral for a balanced diplomatic and egalitarian rela relationship. The idea of symbiotic union or uh, things just working in tandem is maybe that happens at times. So with that moon in Virgo, this is a great opportunity on Monday to look at those kind of adjustments, especially for any of us who may have a tendency to put someone else's needs over our own. Of course, that's appropriate when you're a caretaker or you know, young children. There are so many reasons why at times a person puts someone else's care or needs above their own. But what's really valuable when that moon's in the sign of Virgo and may come to a head on Monday or possibly uh, on Tuesday is this sense of what, do, what does the caretaker need? What is the person who's shouldering most of the burden or the work need? And this is really glaring if in the case of someone who is doing all of that and they aren't necessarily caretaking, it's just this is always falling on my shoulders because I'm the person who's the perfectionist or cares more or shows up on time or everyone relies on and I'm the, the steady, uh, steady person who holds the tiller in place and so we're going to sail as we need to sail um, that's all fine except what may happen when the moon is in Virgo as it's aspected over these couple of days if we have the sense of we're doing all that and we have the sense that we're getting taken advantage of or we're being victimized in some way or we're not being heard or this is not the proper use of our talents. So those are things that can come into real light or awareness because there's an influence of Neptune. It can be subtle. It can be the sense of something's nagging at me. What is it that's making me feel unsettled? Maybe I have an upset stomach and I've got a deadline. Why is that bothering me? Well, it may have nothing to do with health. It may more have that, uh, why am I the one meeting this deadline? There's other people that I'm kind of pulling along with me. And why am I always the one who does that? And these are good questions. And I think one of the hardest realizations for certain people is that 
awareness that, okay, maybe I do do it better than any, anybody else, but is that really necessary for me to be spending my time all the time with these little details? And is there a more creative, constructive way to use my time? Or, and uh, do I need to speak up and ask for more money or ask for more help or have people do their fair share? So as we move towards that full moon in the sign of Libra, this can become kind of a, a boiling point issue for some of us. And the best way to handle it is to become aware of it, step back from it, recognize and validate whatever your perception is or what your needs are in these situations and articulate clearly what it is that you need to do your job or hold your place. Because what's really important in these situations is that if someone is feeling overextended, that they get what's necessary in order to feel supported. And that may not be something that's able to happen in the moment or even over the course of these days, but it's incredibly valuable to recognize that and say to oneself, how am I going to work towards having that become more balanced, more in equilibrium, and so that I do have the support or I don't spend so much of my valuable time picking up other ends or really doing busy perfectionist things that aren't really necessary for completing the task. Sometimes the hardest lesson to learn for someone who is a person who likes everything to be just so is when it's good enough, that it is absolutely fine the way it is and it's time to release it into the world the way it is. And sometimes we have to step back and realize that's how to operate going forward so that we can pay more attention to the things that we really need or want to pay attention to. So on Tuesday the 4th, the moon goes void, of course, at 9.50. 5.0 a.m. These times I give her Eastern time, so you need to adjust if you're not on Eastern time zone. <clears throat> and then it enters Libra at 5.51 p.m. So that basically leaves most of the workday with a void, of course, moon in the sign of Virgo. Absolutely perfect for finishing up tasks, uh, purging one's email, doing things that get the clutter done, complete, complete, complete. And it has a nice energy to it that's not necessarily hasty, but methodical. And so that's really lovely to make those things happen. Once the moon enters the sign of Libra at 5.51 p.m., now we're in energy where we're moving towards that full moon. And with that being said, it is very much about that realization of how we work with one another. 
for some of us, it's very fluid. It's very complimentary. It's each person does the task that's best designed for who they are energetically. For other people, it can be a schism or disconnect or not really working out right. Uh, a classic example are, is people who work in a business or decide to partner and they both want to do the same tasks and then other tasks that are important just go by the wayside or are not given the attention they need to be given. And, and another problem with that can be is if one of the people, or if it's more than one, does a certain task really, really well, but the others all want to do this. This is classic and creative work <clears throat> where it's a design studio or a art studio or fashion studio, whatever it is. And people want to like be able to do the thing that's creative. And yet maybe only one person is really good at it. Or if there is more than one person really good at it, maybe they kind of compete or uh, cancel one another out or it, And the bottom line is nobody's doing the bookkeeping. So that, that's a recipe for disaster. And of course, when the full moon is in the sign of Libra, it's going to totally light up whatever problems there are in a company like that or a partnership or marriage or anything where there's not attention being paid or one person is feeling as though they're carrying the entire load um, because what is the best expression of that Libra full moon would be I recognize what you bring in and you recognize what I bring in I hear these are your needs and you hear those are my needs and there's a, a sympathetic kind of back and forth where one another uh, really support and bring out the best in each other. So if there are any misses with that, this full moon is going to really emphasize that, particularly loudly <laughs> with this um, with this full moon because it's it's highlighted by the planet Jupiter, which is still in the sign of Aries. So that's going to bring in, oh, I want to go here, or I want to do that. And in relationship, uh, again, there may be a big schism with what people consider important. And this can really blow up uh, over this full moon. It can also be active within the individual. So an individual during the full moon in Libra, you want to look at, okay, where does that polarity fall in my horoscope? What houses are engaged with the signs of Aries and Libra? And so that can really target for our own personal perception, what area of life is being really emphasized now with the Aries wanting to emphasize, speak out, declare 
in that area of life and the Libra side wanting to work in partnership with someone in that area of life. So the full moon straddles that and says, okay, how can I express this need or declare what I want to make happen and have it validated and appreciated within relationship? <clears throat> and it can be tricky. Uh, I think, again, the thing about this full moon, the hardest part is that there may be a lot of noise coming from a lot of directions. So for some of us, it may feel like, yeah, and what about this? And let's bring that up. And I would really recommend we go for whatever the core issue is, like drive that home. What is the thing that maybe would make the relationship and appreciation of one another so much stronger? instead of tangenting into a bunch of different things you want to discuss. And if we can work with that, then we can really make some headway. If you're thinking, I don't know what Pamela is talking about, there's no relationship, I'm feeling that kind of push-pull with, then it can be within yourself. It can be this sense of self-expression, wanting to declare, go in certain directions, and yet also a compromise that happens within. Oh, well, yeah, it'd be really great to do that, travel cross country, but not until, um, you know, I achieve this or I'm able to have that under my belt or whatever the negotiation is that you might be doing with yourself. And how do you make that more fair so that whatever it is that feels like it has to be declared or it's a, a passion or a goal you want to go for is getting that sense of validation and, okay, I hear you want this. How do we work towards it? Because the cooperation and partnership aspect, even with an individual within herself, is going to where we pull together all those pieces of our psyche and say, okay, let's get around the round table and figure out how we become a sense of a fulfilled human being and do the things that really give us that sense of purpose and direction and celebration of self. So that full moon, as I've talked about, is exact on um, let's see so it, it's exact Thursday Eastern time at 1234 a.m. and then it goes void of course at 843 a.m. Thursday morning <clears throat> and it enters the sign of Scorpio in the next day on Friday on Friday it's in Scorpio as of 229 a.m. And once it's in Scorpio, we this overall, if you listen or were paying attention to last week and now in contract the, contrast this week, last week I was talking a lot about recognizing what you want to realize in your creativity and is actually a lot of flow last week. This week we're having more like that sense of friction butting up against the wall or, or within ourselves. And as of Friday, there can be a lot of deep reflection and inner study where we are really contemplating, you know, what did I want to say? How did I want to do that? 
it can be great for research. Anyone who's doing familial research or any other kind, we can really dig in there on Friday, Saturday, uh, really find out a lot of stuff about the past. It can be very challenging for some people where things are revealed that can challenge a person's perception of family who they were. And so I can't stress enough that if we think that there are skeletons like that, that we don't necessarily engage in it unless it's something we're willing to go deeply within. Because if you're willing to go deeply within, then it's it can be tremendously revelatory. But one of the pieces about it is it's going to demand uh, a lot of um, a lot of valuing self. And so for some of us, especially with challenged horoscopes with Moon Venus, there may be a sense, oh, you know, I'm not worth that much money or I can't have that kind of uh, comfort or support within relationship. Absolutely, you can every, you know, unless there's there's all kinds of reasons why perhaps that can't work. But in general, if a person is worth a certain amount of money, that's absolutely what they should be paid. If um, if a person feels as though they don't have the support they would like between friends and family or, or lover, then it, it, it can be a crossroads of I either ask or demand for that or I've got to find new people. And I'm not telling you what to do other than that this is one of those periods when people who do grapple with that sense of self-value and, you know, for actually very good reasons. If we have that, it's because something in childhood made us think that we were less than, less deserving, or we had to work harder, do more. And that wasn't necessarily the message that parents wanted to impart upon us, but the child perceives things based on the human experience that she's surrounded by. So whatever that is, if you've got those kind of connections in your horoscope, um, this weekend, especially Saturday, can bring up a lot of things that feel heavy, that feel hard to articulate. Um, but the, the real positive piece about it is every time you go through that, with a better sense of self-awareness and that sense of, hmm, am I doing this to myself kind of? Okay, admittedly, he's not treating me well or so-and-so isn't showing up, but am, how am I reacting to it? Because often that's really key. If, um, if our reaction is, ah, he didn't show up, free day for me, I get to do whatever I want, thank goodness. I mean, if our reaction is, woo, yay, then that's great. But if our reaction is low because we feel dissed or that we weren't considered, 
then that's the muscle we have to work. How do we how do we change that around? We start out by becoming aware. This is my perception. This is how I feel. Okay, is that accurate? That perception, and since um, the resolution that I look at in this particular timing is so much about you know how do we balance those pieces of self that want to be loved or love and yet still don't feel as though I'm seen in the way I want to be seen. If that's a problem or, or how you're feeling about all that, again, I understand, but you want to move through it and transcend it. And so it can start sometimes with self-understanding. Hey, I get it. You know, I get that I'm slipping into this hole and I'm having this perception, but I can change it. Absolutely. You can change it. So decide how you want to perceive it and work it. Work it like an exercise program. Practice it like the scales and piano. You are reprogramming a reaction. Not easy to do, but highly possible over this period of time. Moon goes void, of course, on Sunday the 9th. And once that happens, we're in this much more, whew, okay, I'm burning through things. I'm letting things slough off me. And at 8.57 a.m., the moon enters the sign of Sagittarius. Then things start to move very quickly. And those of us who feel very directed over what we're doing, why we're doing it, having allies within the face of it, it's really going to sail along. You will be getting help uh, buoyed up by certain people, whether you're asking for it or not, because of that sense of vibrancy that you're bringing in. Uh, a lot of vibrancy, but also a sense of, well, I also want to do this. It's, how to put this? It's, it can feel as though, your ability to launch can be a little obstructed, but it's not going to get in your way if the optimism for launching supersedes whatever the seeming reality is. It's not an easy week. It's a challenging week. But by the end of the week, there is also this spontaneity that comes from strong connections of nature, whether you were able to spend any time with it or not. Think about how transformational nature is. How it's not always easy, but how amazing things happen in our natural world. And now I turn it over to Susie. Well, it does sound like a challenging week. Thanks, Pam. Okay, I think we should really talk then about... Uh, these reactions that we have and programming, reprogramming ourselves, so to speak. Okay, off we go. I invite everyone to sit as you can in a nice quiet place where you can sit with a nice straight back. And if you can, have it peaceful and quiet around you. 
And you can think of yourself now like a biological computer that basically we are programmed. We can think of our DNA literally as the coding and then our environment, how we are nurtured, how we nurture ourselves. And we can also look to our experiences. So all of these things, our, our environment, our experience and our DNA, our coding, all of these add up to who we are, if you can think of it in that way. And it's from this place that we act. It's from this place that we respond. It's from this place that we react to the world around us. Some of it is instinctual, automatic, without thought, unconscious, and some of it is deeply conscious, deeply aware. So just let our minds sink into that space as we take a few deeper breaths, as we take a few deeper breaths into ourselves. And we might think of ourselves as the physical body. We might think of ourselves as the mental body. We might think of ourselves as the emotional body of all of these spheres of ourselves. And just feel yourself just tapping into what it is that you think is yourself. And as we take a few deeper breaths into that self, let's just take it from our view now from what we might call a 30,000 foot views from high, high above, looking down on the self, looking down on the self without judgment, looking down on the self without any kind of attachment. Visualize as if you are looking down onto a play or a film set and you can see yourself as a character that you have a role to play so as you are looking down on yourself you can see that there are circumstances and a setup for you to play your role And you'll be able to understand from this place that you can understand the responses and the reactions. You can see what is motivating that character. You can see what scares that character. You can see what triggers that character, what makes that character happy or sad, or satisfied, 
what makes that character feel good about their life or what makes that character feel bad about themselves. So just view, view yourself literally as a character in this ongoing karmic reality. And just see yourself perhaps when you've been the happiest in your life. Pick maybe a couple of situations where you've been the happiest and what conditions came together for you to feel that. What conditions were occurring that allowed your response to be one of happiness? And then go to the opposite end of the spectrum of when you have been the most upset or the most distraught, the most unhappy. And just see what circumstances were occurring then for you to be in that state. How did you respond? So we, we all know that life is full of difficult and challenging moments. From a Buddhist perspective, this we call this suffering. And we all know that life can be full of happiness and joy and what we would call non-suffering. And most of us are continuously trying to be in this non-suffering state. But if we really understand our reality and with our lives, then we know that suffering is an intrinsic part of life. Simply the impermanence that we will lose loved ones, that we will become sick, that we will age, that we will die, that suffering is a part of life. So how can we change our perspective? How can we reprogram ourselves to be in a deeper state of acceptance, in a deeper state of awareness of the impermanence of everything? And instead of always reacting from a place of what is something that I need or want, but reacting from a place of acceptance and understanding from this place more of neutrality. So a big part of this is, for example, if we are reacting from a place of anger or frustration, that we are in fact then increasing that energy. We are increasing that karmically in our lives. 
So we can perhaps now just really focus in on how can I react now, respond to life with only loving kindness? How can my reactions all come from compassion, from understanding the impermanence of everything and being in a place more of neutrality and understanding, being in a place of compassion, being in a place of loving kindness that is patient. This comes from our heart, but it also comes from our mind because we are making an active determination to respond and to react. We're reprogramming ourselves to come from a place always and only of compassion. And as we feel that ability within ourselves of being compassionate, we can feel the energy in our heart center. We can feel the energy also in our brain that I am absolutely capable of reprogramming myself. Gently, we open our eyes, taking a few deeper breaths and making an active intention now to always come from loving kindness and compassion. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you all next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life, regardless We look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.